Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So this is just a little warning. Kate, Gary, and myself are going to be talking about our faith stories, our times growing up in the church, when we left the church, mm. and what our life is like now. We just really want people to know, and we understand mm. that there is many stories mm. out there, and we just no, we don't want to hurt anybody or no. trigger anybody. Yep. So please just think about that before pressing yep. play. And there's we don't talk about a lot of terrible things that happen. No, in churches we haven't. In general. No. The Royal Commission, any of that. No, but it's we just, know we do all of it. And if that is just triggering for you to even think about, it's okay. That's Skip okay. It. And we'll be back to regular pea life next week. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast maiden is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and immersion and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And this week it's part two with the Peas and Gary Bean and we're talking all things faith and our faith stories. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word, so it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right, this is a language warning. Oh, shit. Hello, Kate. Hello, Gary. Hello, everybody. Hello, Mandy and Kate. Hello, everyone who's listening. We should ask Gary, what's the weather like? Oh, yeah, we forgot to say the weather last time. That's all right. Oh, no, we're going to have to go back and re-record oh, that yeah. entire episode. <laughs> oh, no. Because the weather's a whole week different. Um, <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. Southeast Queensland in winter uh, at the moment is just heaven. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Good. It's, uh, I guess, the maximum's about 20. Oh. And uh, we've had a lot of rain, so yeah. everything's green. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Oh, what, what a place to live. Oh, no, it's uh, grey. cold. Cold. Gray, but it's not too cold today. I think it's like 15 or We've, something. There's blossoms are coming out. Yes. So that's like the yes. we're coming spring. Yes, yes but, it's, yeah, it's, but it's still cold and raining. It's a lot of mud. Yeah. But yep. it is beautiful oh. and green as well. Yeah, it is. It is very, it is very, very yeah. pretty. Blossoms, so. my favourite time. When I, the wattle is massive. Yes, I'm back down on the here. hay fever meds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the beautiful <laughs> big wattle trees. I just oh, think, oh, I love wattle. Yes. Oh, stunning, but yes. makes your eyes Beautiful. Okay, so we're back for part two of our yeah. religious deconstruction journeys. Or whatever we want to name it. <laughs> yes, but that's what we're that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Yep. So um yeah, we sort of talked a little bit what it was like to walk away, but can you remember the first big events like Easter, Christmas? Yes. Like what was that like, Gary? Oh, good question. I think the walking away process for me was mixed up with moving house. And so, uh, yeah, it's a good question. I guess I went on to Easter on Facebook or yeah. something yes. yeah, 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 to yeah. find people who might connect with. Um, mm. It was a significant, because Easter to me was the most important time of yes. the year. Yes, mm. yes. Not Christmas. No, no. Easter. Easter. Easter yeah. is definitely and Christmas, yeah. Yeah, so I, I began looking for you, you spoke last week, Mandy, about being a humanist, and I think probably that's as close as it, mm. I could put it to to mm. what to what I would describe myself as. And so, as a humanist, um, I would still try to celebrate this ancient uh, pagan yes. ritual of you know spring in the northern hemisphere, which is what it, which is what Easter is. <laughs> that's right, and it's not here. And it's coming to no. winter here. It's nothing makes that's sense. Right. No, and I would go looking for green shoots coming through concrete, or I would mm. go looking for um, you know any any 
uh, symbol of new life. And I would celebrate that. And mm. I would think about, and I would have my own ritual. And sometimes as a family, we would have a kind of a mm. non-religious ritual mm. where we would, we would just stop for a moment and think, radio, mm. life and death cycles, uh, winter, spring, summer, we, you know, we, there's new life all the time. Mm. Let's celebrate that. Mm. And then eat chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> I remember taking the girls to church and they were three and they went into the Sunday school and they came out or one of them came out with this picture of Jesus on the cross. And I remember thinking, I can't, I can't take them into these things. We will never, I will never take my children anywhere near a church before Easter. This is so, I am an early childhood educator. This is not what three-year-olds should be drawing pictures about. And I just, I I was so shocked, but I wasn't shocked about that for myself growing up in it. But as a mother, I was like, I'm not having my three-year-olds drawing a man on the cross with nails in his hands. I I refuse. I refuse. I thought, stay, I have to keep them away. Yeah, and again, that's theology from a mum's perspective, mm. not a yeah. dad's perspective, who, isn't it? Mm. Who I was just—I know—and it happened. Not to on us. my watch. We had growing up in our church. We had these; they were called the the blue Bible stories, and it was someone had rewritten the Bible for children with mm-hmm. drawings. And okay. of course, by the time the twins came along, I wasn't reading them anymore. Any when they're about four, they found them, and they're like, "Mom, look at these books. There's people killing people." <laughs> and because it's like you know the Jericho walls <laughs> falling down, I was like, "Oh, we can't read them." Yeah. And they the, thought they were the most exciting, violent books. Of course. But my other children, There's adultery everywhere. Yeah, everything. I mean, you know, David's looking at the woman on the Bathsheba on the roof, oh, gets no, her having husband a bath on the roof. killed. <laughs> Reading these stories to my four-year-old, but I, you know, I know it shocks you. I was like, I got to get rid of these books. Yes, they're terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, these are really big adult concepts, and I knew them off. Well, they're not written for children. No, no, they're not. They're not meant to be read like, like a book, any like a novel, anyway. Anyway, but yes, that's a. Again, that's a mum's theological Look, perspective. Look, mum, there's Jesus on the cross. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I know. It was, yeah. She was a really good drawer. Yes, she was. <laughs> so you can imagine. Oh, no. <laughs> so it was graphic. Right? You know. <laughs> I know. And I just, my mum would always say, Easter's got nothing. It's a pagan ritual, the eggs. It's about fertility. That's not what it's about. It's oh, about Jesus dying. Wow. We need to remember it's about him dying oh. for us, for our sins, which I still to this day don't understand how one person can die and every shit thing that anyone's done ever in the whole world is fixed by that one person dying. I can't, anyway, <laughs> that's another story. But You I, and every other theologian for 2,000 yeah. years. <laughs> like this doesn't make any yeah, sense. It's tricky. It's tricky, but I just... And then she went through a phase of we could only have carob, unsugared carob. Oh, no. Oh, the Easter eggs were disgusting. There's no joy. It just makes fluid build in your mouth. You're like, can't even eat this. Anyway. So looking back on it then, and now as we're parents too, do you feel like it's better to have had parents who had the integrity to stick with what they believed and and sort of force it on their kids? Mm. Or would it have been better if they were hypocrites and let you be yourself? Well, I hope to think I'm a hypocrite that's letting my kids be themselves. So I don't know. I'm really proud of my parents for doing what they – like they literally moved out of the city to the country to a block of land where they could grow their own food. It had to have running water, had to be close enough to the city to evangelise but far enough away to cope during the end of time. It had to be near mountains. Like my mum and dad really, really did what they believed. Yeah. I mean – and that's admirable, right? Yes. It's so admirable right. because people, like my dad had a mainstream job. People yeah. would have been like, what are you doing? You know, people would have mocked them for that. Yes. Um, we were mocked all the time growing up yeah. as children in that church, you know. Yeah. I think now when people mock Mormons and Jehovah's Witness, there are children in there. Yes, that's right. That don't know and that they are being mocked all the time and it's not their oh, choice, no. you know. But I... I don't know that I I would I think it's actually wrong to bring up your kids like that and to give yes. them your belief system because yep. but they believe it's 100% true. So, you know, yeah. I suppose it would be like me saying to my children, well the ocean isn't full of water. You know, and they're like, but I can see it, you know. So for yep. my parents couldn't not do it, but what do you think, Gary? Hmm. 
Yeah, I think I'm just thinking about what my kids might think of me as a parent. You know, they say the the art of growing up is learning how to forgive your parents, and mm. I think that's that's mm. true for all of us, no mm. matter how good an experience we've had. And and I would certainly look back on it and and appreciate and admire someone who lived with integrity. But I would also hope they had some humility and were willing to allow for the fact that their belief isn't the only one. And mm. when my kids are growing up, I want them to have their beliefs, not mine. I want them mm. to be free to live in a world where they can love and be loved and be who they are, whatever mm. their gender identity or whatever. Mm. So, but I, I don't, so I do admire the intent behind my mm. parents mm. Um, was my mom actually. Dad was, <laughs> dad was never a churchgoer. Right. Um, and that was always an interesting dynamic, but mum was, and mum's a saint. And so I do mm, admire mm, that mm, and appreciate yes, that. Yes, um, and course. she allowed me to be myself. So yeah, I think that was the best did. of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I should say my dad up until he died and my mum, they fiercely love me. Like it might make me a little bit sad, the lifestyle that I'm choosing, Yeah, but they love me. Mm. So I've yeah. never felt any less love from them. Yeah, same. Absolutely. Never, never, never. And I know people go through that. Like, I Yes, know of course. I had a friend that worked with me at the supermarket when I was 17 and she, she left quite a conservative religion. She was forced to because her boyfriend was the butcher and her parents wouldn't let her come home. So, and they never spoke to her again, right? Yes, her there's mom, many think, stories. You know? Yes. So... I In the name lived, of a God of love. Yep. Yeah. I haven't lived through anything like that. No, my parents were at my house I. every weekend. That's right. You know, so I don't know that pain and I know there'll be people listening that do. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, I, I have so much joy when one of my kids says something to me that I don't really believe the same and I'm like, wow, you... Mm. You thought of this, yeah, you know. Free thinking. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still I think it'll be a gift till I die that I can think differently to people and be their friend. Like I did not know growing up that people could have completely different beliefs, both be okay with it and both be friends because I didn't have any friends that didn't believe what I believed. My my friends all have their own story to tell about being alongside me mm. um, and we've talked through that. Um, people have listened to me mm, mm. all these years. What was helpful to me was that I was in a book club, book group with all my old friends and mm, so we mm. were still meeting mm. so I still was able to see them mm, every month mm. and I, st I still do. Mm. So I think that um, that was really tremendous for me. Oh, yeah. Because I could still see them, yeah. Yeah, and they I mean, I suppose you've excluded because you're not doing the things they're doing, but yeah, they didn't and set that, out to exclude you. No, 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 never. Mm. No, I've only ever been included. Mm. Um, and, yeah. They don't feel Well, like they've they got their story you. to tell, yeah, but I think they just love me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I feel. And I don't know Kate, if that's you, a difference in denominations and, mm, maybe yeah. you know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. It was, certainly could be and mm. generational as well. Yeah, but, um, that's right. The, Kate, you said something last week and I, I, was, I wanted to ask you about it and we, didn't, we ran out of time. Mm. And I wanted to ask you, you said somebody said to you, you're so different now. Mm. So I guess it raises the question, you know, are we different now? Who are we now? Mm. But in what ways do you think that person was saying you're different? Well, I think without meaning to, I was quite judgmental and I think I, mm. I, it was just who I was. Like if you're brought up with a set of rules that everyone has to follow, what happens yep. when someone doesn't follow them? You judge it. Yep. Even if I don't think anyone at church would say they're judgy, but you just are. You yeah, know? you are. And I definitely was judgmental about things that I have no judgment about now. You know, I so many things in life, I think, oh, you do that, that's fine, you do that. Like I just don't feel it's actually quite a gift. But, you know, she, a friend of mine said to me recently, when I met you, you didn't drink alcohol. You went to church Friday night, all day Saturday. You didn't let your kids go to any of the parties at school because they were always on Saturdays. Mm. So my older kids can remember. They can clearly, they were nine and 11 Mm. So they can remember going every week and then stopping. Mm. Um, they've got interesting stories to tell mm. about growing up with two mums, really, mm. you know. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, and she said to me, you're so much more confident. You're so much more aware of who you are. And she said, you're really funny and I didn't know you were funny. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Mm. And I thought, That's actually, beautiful. I don't think I was funny. Right. Yeah. Mm. So... Yeah. If it, being judgmental is kind of comes with the territory, doesn't it? You mm. you may not be in your heart um, by by inclination a judgmental person, but if you've got rules and and regulations and beliefs that you've subscribed to, you automatically yeah. have to see the world differently. Yeah. And and you you are judging whether you mean it or not. Yeah. I, mean, I remember once uh, this might come up in a make a different story. I'll talk about it later. Um, that's okay. okay. What about you, Mandy? Do you are you that who are you now compared to who you were then? Um, well, I started swearing, which mm. I think was really interesting. Mm. And Liberating. people really noticed mm. that oh. I was dropping the F word here, there and everywhere. And I think some of that came out of anger. But also I had worked in a parenting centre where mm. I was around the world, of all sorts of people in the world. Mm. So I think I that had already started happening mm. because I was working with people that were suffering. Mm. Um so, yep, that was upsetting to people that I would just regularly be swearing because mm. I would never have really done that. Oh, no, or no. I knew to shut that down. Yes, yes. Uh, what else? Who else? Uh, but the person you are, yeah, like, do you I, feel I, like you're a different person? I think I, I think I truly yeah. can accept all people now. Yeah. Mm, whereas mm. I might have thought that, mm. but I was judgmental. Mm. Um. I think that I don't know. I don't know how to reflect on that. Actually, I'm a bit stunted because mm. I feel like I am the same person. But... Well, of course we are, aren't we? Yeah. We're not. We're not. You're still who you were, but mm. things change. Um, I suppose yeah. it was for me. It was just a freeing up of my time, but actually, it was yeah. all-consuming because I was so busy with the girls and everything mm. they needed to do. Mm. Um, myself as a person, like when I was at church, I thought about all the things that I needed to do for all the people at church. Yes. Like I need to make soup for that person. I need to make sure that these kids are doing this activity. I need to like constantly helping others. Yeah, and I feel that like I haven't load. been able to really shrug that. Yeah. So do you actually. think that is a church thing? It's a personality thing. It's a woman thing. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I feel less. I I really enjoyed not having that responsibility forced mm. on me. Yeah. But I still feel that responsibility for other people. I definitely do. Mm. Mm. But I, I don't know the answer, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Mm. Um, I know. You, I think back on some of the things I said. Oh, no. Utterly make me cringe oh, oh, now. Of and, of course, the difference was I got to say them from a platform to yes, hundreds of people at a time Gary, yes. who looked up to me and, and wanted guidance from me. Well, and, same, oh my I suppose, God. as a worship leader. Yep. Yeah. The people who must have sat listening, feeling judged and excluded when I was blithely just simply saying what I thought was true mm -hmm. and yes. not, not occasionally someone would confront me and that was the best day of my life. It was very uncomfortable, but it was mm. the best thing that could happen because I'd think, oh, shit, did I say that? Yeah. Um, and that the attitude I had was the same as you. As soon as you've got the world in a box that, you know, there's, there's in and there's out, mm. then you just, just see everything that way and it mm. seems right. But oh my! So I think, um, yeah, I am a nicer mm, no. <laughs> person to yeah. meet. Yeah. If you're, if you feel like you don't fit in somewhere, because you know, and, and or if you feel something. But yeah, I think I'm different in that sense. And I, I wouldn't have said when I was a teenager or a min young minister to a parent, I wouldn't have said, yeah, let your kids become who they are, become become whatever is true for them. And, yes. No. You know, I wouldn't have said that. No. No. No, definitely not. I, I feel like um, authenticity is so important to me that I'd, I don't know if there's been an enormous change. I feel like I was allowed to live in the world. Right. Right? Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, when I stepped away, perhaps it was the busyness of it that I lost, but okay. I was able to still be Mandy in the world. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, I... Being a Seventh Day Adventist was a massive part of my identity. Yes. It is. Yes. Mm. It. I don't want to say the word cult because it's it's a recognised religion, but I think that's the closest word that I can yes. find. Yes. yes. So, you know, all of a sudden I could wear earrings. Like I remember getting my ears pierced when I was twenty-one. I'd always wanted them pierced, and 
I remember going to church and someone coming up to me and saying, you really shouldn't be leading out with the children's oh. divisions. That That's really bad. Um, I was 20. Oh, no, come on. I was a baby. I had a baby yep. and I was leading out in the kids' divisions. No one was nurturing me, no. you know. Um, and now I've got like eight earrings and I just I still look at them and think, oh, fuck yes, yeah. I can have them, <laughs> right? I really yeah. love them, yeah. which is weird for an old woman to do. But that's, uh, yeah, I, I think I shed my identity and I think that's why people say that I'm different because I, I am different. Yeah. You know, okay. I, I'm very different, yeah. Mm. But I don't know if I'm... And I've only known Kate since then. Yes. So I can't say to you that no. I've noticed a change because I no. only met you yeah, that's afterwards. Right. You yeah. did. And we were in the throes of little oh, twins. Yeah, we didn't... Plus all <laughs> your was, other kids. Wasn't a lot of philosophical discussion no. going on. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, eat. Put that where's in your the mouth. wipes? Have you got wipes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, I am grateful. I am grateful to have been brought up in being different because I learned to stand up for what I believed in, even though I don't believe in that now. But if mm. I am out somewhere yeah. and someone is being rude to someone, I'll call them out. Mm. Like I will stand mm. up, you know, at church would be like, stand up and be counted. But I will. Yep. I won't allow bullying. I... You know, I'm I'm not scared to confront people. I don't like confrontation, but I'm not scared. If I really think something's wrong, I will say that's wrong. Um, you know, you shouldn't hurt people or whatever it is. And I think that's from, you know, like I probably told the story before, but when I was a child, people would drive past the front of school and spit at us because Lindy Chamberlain was a Seventh-day Adventist. Of course. And they thought she murdered her baby. So therefore we're all baby murderers. Um, so... You know, we went through, yeah, really tricky times and people would drive past the church and hurl abuse out the windows and, you know, um, which is why I still say there's children in those places. Yes, Don't do that. that's right. <laughs> um, so I think I really learnt what it was like to grow up to be really – we were not allowed to be in the world. That was what we were told, you yeah. know, yeah, do not be yeah. of the world. That's very different. Yeah, so – That is different. Yeah. I was in the world. I – but in some ways, I'm so grateful. Of course, I wouldn't choose it, if I'm honest. But I think it did form a huge part of my personality. And what about the things that you, like for me, I was like, right, I'm going to get right into personality types. I'm going to get into star signs. I'm going to join a <laughs> choir. I'm going to find all the things that can replace things. Yep. Did you guys do anything like that? You know, I gave my heart and soul to the twin mums. I yes, we jumped I gave into my the heart and soul kinder to the committee. Mums. I, yes. you know, um, did everything I could to find community. Yep, I yeah, I was very involved on the school committees, yeah. like ran the school committees, and yeah. I really became in my time. I went to little concerts, bands, and comedy. Yeah, like I'd never been able to do that. Yeah, once mm. the boys were that old enough that they could stay home with their dad, that's what I would do, and. I still, I mean, I'm doing it less now because I'm with them a lot more, but that is still my true joy. And someone said to me the other day, as um, my best friend Rachel and I went with number one daughter to ballpark music, which I love, love, love. And someone said to me, live music is your religion. Mm. As I was just crying. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I think, I think it is. Yeah. I think it brings mm. me true joy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Gary? Oh, I don't think there was any deliberate um, strategy about replacing what I'd lost with something else, but that's what I did, of course. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you find connections with people, you find the things that you uh, need in other places, and they're basically the, the same human being is doing the same thing they were doing beforehand, they're just doing it in a different yeah, way. Yeah, that's I, right. I, I felt free to explore lots of things, mm. and I felt, um, you know, everything was interesting and everything like you say even astrology mandy i mean mm, yeah. i haven't explored that but i have explored things that i would have considered uh, a waste of one's yeah. time you know mm, before mm. and it's fascinating so the world is a much more interesting place and much you know more. we've used the word world in the way that religious <laughs> people use, use it, it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. people will be like what Can't do they take mean? Out? Yeah. yeah don't be in the world it's be the in the world but not of it yeah so yeah but of course there is only the world that's that's it yes <laughs> we're <laughs> all in it together <laughs> nothing the, else it's the christianese i remember when i first heard that term and i was like oh 
It's a language. It's a I'm language. blessed. Yes. I'm yes. all those things. I remember going to mother's group, meeting my beautiful friend, and she said blessed, and I was like, bingo, Christian. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. And, it, and that that language, that Christianese comes from a mindset. It comes from a place of the way you see things, obviously. Mm, mm. So if you see that there is an in and an out, there is us and then there's the world, mm. then, of course, you have to try to find words to to, 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 ah. to explain it. But ah. so I feel I feel the world has, has expanded mm, um, so much for me mm. um, much more because Churches of Christ is this narrow little kind. It's a little denomination, tiny, really. Little yeah, denomination. Yeah, yeah. So I was a big fish in a small pond. Yes. You know, and it's always oh yeah, we so, know them. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's always wise to look back and if you feel like a big fish and see how big the pond is, because <laughs> you. Re- <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, true. Very, so true. Yeah, you can lose your humility, but mm. uh, so the whole world is much more interesting, so and people much are much more interesting to yes. me. They're no longer saved souls or unsaved. Mm. They're no longer yes. those mm. who are my you know in or out. Mm. They're people, and uh, so yeah, it's been quite liberating. Mm, yeah, I I agree. The world is a much bigger place, and I think I go places now. It might be the city, it might be a mountain, and I just think, lock it in. You are living this with no constraints. Mm. You don't have to. Isn't leave. that interesting? It's oh, exactly. so interesting. Yeah, oh. it's the opposite of what people think about atheism. They yes. think, well, well, Christians believe in you know eternity and infinity, yes. but atheists are stuck down on the planet. Yes. No, or no. awe and wonder. Yes. get killed by theology. They do. Um, it's the thing. It's the human things, and that that's where the music comes in, I suppose. Mm. But I, I'm more in awe, and <laughs> yes, I agree. I am in yeah. awe. And I remember I was. the first time I took the twins to the snow and we were standing on top of a mountain and there were just snow-covered mountains everywhere. And mm. um, Buzz said to me, this is so beautiful I can't breathe. Mm. And I just yeah. thought, yeah, and I said, just live in it. Mm. And we just sat there. And I know my mum would have said, someone made this for you. God created it. See those yes. snowflakes? Everyone's individual like you're individual and you have to draw a lesson out of right. everything. And I was just able to say to him, I know. This is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen as well. And we just stood yeah. there. Mm. And maybe that's the lesson. Mm. You know? Just And maybe I feel like that when I see a mother with her child with a disability mm. and I just think, Oh, I just know what you're living mm. and mm. um that's yeah. a connection that I've never felt. Like it could be some random stranger and I feel like you're my person. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I didn't feel when I belonged somewhere where yeah. that our world wasn't represented. No, mm. it was and not. And I remember feeling that very clearly. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I told that story in the book about mm. where everyone was up on the stage and they were praying for all the children that were starting prep the next year. Mm. And I thought there's not even one with glasses. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, how can it be an accurate representation? It's, it's, it's just not. Can't. And I just Where thought these are, are not people? my people. Yeah. I want the people with AFOs and wheelchairs and and hmm. and and all sorts of things. Yeah, the neurodivergent kids who aren't yeah, standing still or they're refusing my people. to get up on I stage. I need to find them. Yeah. And then I was just like finding them. And then Facebook was exploding. And then mm. I found Gary. And mm. you know, mm. we found our people mm. in little tiny corners. Oh yeah. I think you've you've just touched a point there. I think it's worth saying that there are churches and little communities that are approaching yes. that that, yes, are, that they they try their best to be of like course, that and they and they're messy and yes. they're not given credit for yes, how important they are. All of that kind of thing, and we probably all experienced them. And good luck to those people because they they are they are a little little oasis of light yes. for me. Like I was in this <laughs> church uh, in in inner city Brisbane. That has very much had that history. It's been very much for the marginalised and the and those yes. who don't get get welcomed mm. into church. Yes. And and we were sitting there. And it's in the basement of the church because you're not allowed to have it in the church, of you know, because it's not, not the real. Yeah, it's, it's not, not real. It's not real church. But but on Sunday <laughs> night, and and we went there to it, and um, this person strumming on the guitar at the front. It was Easter, and and uh, she said, "Well, happy Easter, everyone!" And someone called out, "What's good about it?" And she said. <laughs> She said, oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. But anyway, let's sing. You know, and that's, that's <laughs> I know. They're so your precious and, yeah. and spontaneous and real. Yes. And, you know, instead of going into a theological debate about what Easter is, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> thought about it. Let's just sing. <laughs> just sing. Yes. <laughs> the greatest. That is the greatest. I did go to one like that, but I found it so relaxed I couldn't cope. 
because I was like, what do you mean it's not starting at 10 o'clock? <laughs> right? And yes. everyone was just pouring in for like 45 minutes. I'm thinking, I want to get in and out. What is going on here? And I was like, I can't cope with this. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I wanted to because I thought, I think this could be my place. And I think mm. there are definitely people listening, hopefully they're still listening, who listen to us, who love their church. And, yes. and we love that you do. And I think they've found those churches. Yes. You know, and some of them have said to us, you know, this is what happens at my church. And, you know, I mm. was talking to a woman once and she said, when I go to church, someone takes my child and walks with them yes. for the whole hour. Yes. So Incredible. I can that time, you know, people yeah. share it around at the church. So I know, yes. wow. I know that that happens. Yes. I know it does. Absolutely. Um, I just didn't have the energy to be that person to lead that though. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, no, no, so no, you've no. got to have, you can't be leaning on the parents no. to then be running that you know mm. that part of the church mm. no you no. know what i mean because then the people would say well how well, how do you want it to look then yeah, and i'm like, like no, well i, I can't lead this yeah. yeah 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 so i'm very conscious of people thinking that i can that i have any energy <laughs> <laughs> do not be fooled i have no energy <laughs> so i'm not to be trusted no, i am not the energizer this is all bunny makeup. Yeah, this yes. is all right. smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and did you, Gary, when you left, because you would have spent a lot of time reading religious books and publications. Like yeah. I know I did. I wrote for the Seventh-day Adventist Church publications. That was my job. Wow. Um, what did you replace your reading with? Well, I guess theology became philosophy mm. um, and the Bible became biographies. Mm. I love to read ah. people's stories and I love to, whoever they are, and mm. to hold that up as a mirror and it, it just helps me to look at myself mm. again, mm. you know, mm. so biographies. I still am very keen on science and I, I love to read science. And mm. Mm. Um, so I probably wasn't like you in the sense that uh, all I read was religious texts. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um but there is plenty out there to read that is uh, hey. nourishing and stimulating and challenging yeah. and beautiful. Yeah. And so there's plenty. Yeah, I, I guess I I, I've, I fell in love. I, I discovered poetry, mm. um, which I had never had any time for. And there mm. are moments there that, that I find nourishing. Mm. And I love anyone who's exploring something or challenging mm. questions, me asking too. questions. Mm. And so that's where philosophy for me mm. comes mm. into it. Uh, you have to be careful not to disappear up your your own fundamental <laughs> orifice after a while, but you have to, like, you've got to be grounded in it because you yeah. can become really dry and uh, yeah, yeah. like I can, uh, yeah. um, philosophical. But yes. <clears throat> questions of why and whatever are more important to me than than what. So, so yeah, yeah plenty to read. Mm, yeah, plenty to read. What about you, Mandy? Did you? <laughs> I was just thinking that I was the person that brought Fifty Shades That's of Grey to my book club. You really? You brought it to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I was always able to explore any books that I wanted. Yeah. So that wasn't really a change. I did um, start reading fiction before I left the church. Yeah. Like I, once yeah. I was an adult, I was like, I think oh, for me, the massive thing was podcasts. Yeah. Okay. And so when they arrived in my life, mm. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. I can hear people's stories. Mm. Because I miss people's stories, mm. so I think podcasts just jumped out at me. Mm-mm. That's why I love this so much Mm-mm. because yeah. it and it kept me company. It got me to be thinking differently. It got mm. it, the topics that I could choose. Mm. So I wasn't going to mm. a church and then mm. being told that this is the person that's speaking today. Yes, and I was thinking I don't know anything no. about you. Or I know that you've been cheating on your wife or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, like yeah. there's all mm. that stuff. So I think listening to podcasts was. Fantastic for me. Mm. Uh, it's all, it's true, isn't it, that the human voice is in a way the most intimate oh. sound we can hear. Oh. You know, the, oh. and to listen to someone speak mm. and connect with them through their voice, it's it's a beautiful thing. And oh. and when you're busy and harassed, can I choose when I listen to it? Mm. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and possibly exactly. if I don't agree, and and I think a lot of the times. With lots of podcasts I listen to, even really big ones, occasionally they will reply. Yeah. Right? So it's more intimate. Yes. You know, and I know yes. that if people email us or message us, eventually we usually get back to them and say thanks yeah. or whatever. And that's different because radio people don't do that and TV yeah. people don't do that. Yeah. And authors don't that's do true. that occasionally. But podcasters, 
We are connected. Yes. There's something about it and the community that listens. So, yeah, it is, it's, it is, oh, it's magic. I love finding ones on topics that I like. I have got so many. Yeah, go. Um, well, we talked about Humanise Me with mm. Bart Campolo. I really love listening to him mm. just because of the the connection to his dad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I heard Tony Campolo speak a couple of years ago and I at the end people were asking, I thought, pretty boring questions. And I want to say, I love your son's podcast, <laughs> but I didn't. But I yeah. should have actually. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, also um, a book that I read was called Searching for Sunday and that was by a woman called Rachel Held Evans. Oh, yeah. And she actually died oh, a yeah. couple of yeah, years ago. Yeah, but she wrote this book about leaving for a year and then how – and I just thought searching for Sunday, that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah. It was the first thing that I came across that was similar. Yeah. Um, so that is a beautiful book. Um, Rob Bell has the Robcast and he's a very famous American um, and he talks about all that stuff about how do you how do you replace – Going to church, but still, how do people meet together? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, to, so he, I think he started up like um, all this stuff in LA, like dinners that people could go to, but yeah. it would be like my choir. You wouldn't have to pray at the end. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, because they're all the things that we lose. Mm, that's why pub choir is so good. Yes, exactly. Mm. Um, mm. My friends, Matt and Lucas, made a podcast years ago called Beyondering, and mm, it was called Faith right. Out of Bounds. Mm. And they were sort of the first podcast that my brother wrote the song for them, mm. I think. And so they were like, oh, people in my world that were doing a podcast mm. that were Australian that's still out there obviously you can go to the spirituality section yes. in your podcast and there's hundreds Fine. of them but yeah. there's some doozies in there yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because all the all the churches are like let's, let's put, put out all in. our sermons as podcasts yes. every week now yes, yes. yeah um, also parenting forward um, which also has the Facebook group Raising Children Unfundamentalist. Oh, so good. that's where Kate and I, well, I've been in there for a long, a long time. time. Well, yeah. And so it's sort of that idea of like we've grown up with faith, perhaps people are still in with faith, but how do we how do we parent? And even the people who've left, how yeah. do I respectfully do this? Yeah, Which so I, kind. Mm. It's a really good group. Which I think people think you go out and you're all guns blazing. No. Oh, we want to respect what we had and what other people mm. have. That's right. Um, and... Um, our friend Kirsty from The Art of Decluttering, occasionally she speaks on a podcast called Greater mm. Things mm. and that is with a guy here in Sydney, I mm. think, too. So, mm. um, And they, they do some exploring of reconstruction. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's one of my – I did love the Dirty Rotten Church kids, I but, know. you know, they, they were, were so funny, but one of them was a Dirty Rotten Church kid <laughs> and basically and wrecked yeah, their podcast. It's so and sad. It's so I loved them. sad. They were so funny. But you can probably still listen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. It is it's sad. It's a very sad it's, ending. Yeah, it was because yeah. they were literally doing some incredible oh, work. Oh, I just loved them. Their Instagram, everything they did, incredible. So We obviously loved Crossbred. Oh. That was a really. Have you listened to that, Gary? No. Oh, no. Gary, it's, just give yourself a day. ABC, right? What's it called? Crossbred. It's uh -huh. I howled with laughter. Well, it's fictionally set in the same suburb that my church was that I grew up with. Yeah, and it's <laughs> just the story of these people who aren't Christians but join a Christian rock band yeah. to try and um, win a competition. And it's so good, Gary. If you, It's a great title. Oh, it's such <laughs> it's a so great funny. title. You'll be crying with laughter. Oh, I just, <laughs> Mandy and I, we're like messaging each other, what about this line, what about this line? It's just... So, so, so good. Obviously, there's heaps more. We And you all are probably listening going, what about this? And what yes, about that we're one? sorry. We right? We can't all. cover everything. But there have been a few that have helped me, um, yeah, on the journey. I think yeah. it was therapy that helped me because there was coming out of my church is so specific and it's 24 hours of your week that yeah. you have back. And mm. um, I couldn't make it all right in my mind and I went to my psychologist and she was actually had been brought up a Salvation Army yeah. and had left herself. So she herself. understood. So yeah. she really understood. And, and I remember her saying to me one day, you cannot believe what your parents believe and still be a good person. And I thought, I'm 34. Mm. Why don't I know this of myself? But mm. I didn't. Mm. I didn't. So really basic childlike things that I was learning as a proper adult so that's probably where I got most of my resources. And I actually really got stuck into feminism and mm. learning about women and what mm. women before me had done. Yes. And 
Um, like Annabelle Crabb's got a book, Wife Work. Yes. I got into Susan Masherat and she has um, The Mask of Motherhood, um, all these things. And I thought, yes, this is why none of this has made sense to me before because I wasn't equal mm. growing up in a church, you know. Wives, mm. submit to your husbands, mm. all yeah. of this stuff, and it never felt right to mm. me. So I found this whole other philosophy where I went, of course I'm equal, you know. I'm a human being. That's right. And I've yeah, that really changed my life. I think feminism mm, mm. definitely. Mm. So yeah, what about you, Gary? Mm. Uh, we're talking about resources yeah. and so on. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I mentioned Bart, and you have yes. too. Uh, he he was uh, he came along for me at just the right moment. Yes. I I haven't I couldn't describe my journey as being escaping trauma quite mm. so much no. as as mm. it is for others, and so for me. Mm. It hasn't been as needed. I guess for me, the the critical question was, well, what is going on? If if mm. it's not that, well, what is going? You know, and am I wrong? You know, maybe maybe yeah. the way it's put to me as a person of an evangelical modern faith is right. So mm-hmm. so that's constantly been a question for me. So every time I can read anything that explores questions of meaning or questions of, um. Uh, humanity they are, they have helped me a lot because i deliberately sought out people who were not people of faith to see what they had to say mm. and found exactly the same impulses exactly the same hopes and dreams exactly the same fears and some explanations maybe not clear but you know and so for me mm. seeking that that out was helpful even you know and some of your listeners are probably going to hate me for saying this i know you the peas are so gorgeous they wouldn't no, hate no never anyone but but um, Christopher Hitchens, the atheist, oh, yep. was was very influential at an intellectual level for mm, me. Mm. I, I do think he got a bit too militant, mm, and I, mm. I don't think there's any any anything helpful about that. But his view of humanity, his view mm, of social mm. justice, mm. his view of what um, vulnerable people, uh, what we can do for vulnerable mm. those who 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 are being you know abused or misused. Mm, uh, mm. Coming from an atheist perspective, I found really enlightening because mm. there was nothing to do with God in it. It was all about how we can be better for each other. And mm. his dear friend, for example, Salman Rushdie, mm. who um, has recently, as you know, been attacked again yep. because of his uh, because of some very fundamentalist religion Mm-mm. that has put out a death, you know, warrant yeah. on his head mm. for writing the Satanic verses. He's a he's a lovely guy. He's funny. He's smart. Mm. He's he's a beautiful human being, and for him to be now lose an eye, mm. to have his liver, you know, stabbed, mm. to be almost mm. killed. Mm. Um, so Christopher Hitchens said that kind of event pointed out to me everything that I hate and everything that I love, and that helped me to clarify. So what is it that I do hate, and what is it that I do love, and mm. you know, to hate in um, blind religious fervor, mm. killing in the name of God, all yeah. of those things up yep. against yep. friendship yes. and freedom of uh, for those who don't have it and yes. advocating. So, yeah, he, he, yeah, he was on the, the, the blacklist, obviously, for a Christian. Mm. Anybody who's an atheist, you don't read what oh, they have no, to say. No, no. Um, so for me, it was refreshing to deliberately dip my yeah. toe into the, that area and, and read some beautiful stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, I found that too, really refreshing. I was just thinking about, um, you know, you, you lose that place that you mm. go to all the time. Mm. And the only other time that I feel somewhere where I feel like I belong is in the foyer at the Royal Children's Hospital. Mm. Mm. Wow. And so when I walk in there, it's really big. Mm. Mm. The roof is enormous. Beautiful. And um, it's sort of cathedral-like. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And when I'm there, I think... These are my people. Mm. And I think mm. I'm getting scared because we're going to leave. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And so it's another place to leave. Mm. Mm. And um, I'm nervous about where we'll belong then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is a sacred space for it sure. Is. Yeah. And when you're there at night time mm. and the crowds aren't there mm. and you just look at the other people in the eye and think, mm. okay, yeah. Mm. you're yeah. my people. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's a very sacred place. Yeah, it's Lots a sacred things place. things have happened there that are, yeah. Yeah, it is. I don't know where that came from, but it just came out of me. And that's no, fine. That's lovely. Um, we all want to belong. Yeah. That's the truth. So 
For some of us, church answers our questions and we get to belong there. But for some of us, it actually makes us feel less than. So we don't belong there. And then where do we belong if that's where we've been brought up? And if you haven't been brought up in a church, you're like, what is this? I can't mm. explain it. Yeah. But it's, you know, it, it's like having a part of you removed. So it is a really big deal. But like I said, it, I feel like I got another part, which was, mm. yeah. I, and I think it's having the boys. Obviously the same, it happened to me at exactly the same time in my life. So I can't isolate it from each other and it was because of them that I chose to not go to church so um you know but I also got the gift at that exact same time I don't know if gift's the word but of realizing every human is equal and has the same value and I don't Mm. think I had that before and I look at my children and I think they're just as important and worthy even if they're never going to be leading out in a song service and they're better, actually, <laughs> I think, and they're more interesting and they're funny and, um, yeah, I, I, I just could never go back to belonging there. Mm. Mm. I suppose I'm just always yearning where to belong. Mm. Yeah, and and maybe there won't be that place. I don't know, but I, I don't feel like I need it now. Yeah, I feel like I need, I need places to belong as a mother. Yeah, in this road less travelled. I yeah, definitely yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe why I'm in- enjoying being part of Special Olympics mm. and being with my people there. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. And look, as can I say this again? It, there is no question that this this thing you've created, this podcast, is a place of belonging and where people matter and mm. where people can be. Mm. You know, and mm. so be mm. proud of what you are doing. Yeah. We're and proud. thank you for letting me be a part of it. Oh, um, I love it. Mm. The, you know, the I'm utterly um, flabbergasted by the energy that comes from the people who call themselves peas, yeah. of supporting each other, helping each other, oh. appreciating each other. Um, it's incredible. Why is this getting me emotional? I don't know. No, but it's the two of you, like the, as an as a as a, an outworking of your journey, the two of you um, have created this. <laughs> This thing that uh, is is truly special. Mm. Thank and you. I actually think the church had a lot to do with it. Oh, definitely. We knew how to do it. We knew how to talk. Yeah. We knew how to. Yeah, we were brought bring up, people together. You know, I was. So, did you ever say to each other along the way, "This is church for the unchurched," or "This is this is going to be like the things church no, we would like church to be"? But plenty of people no. have said it to us. Mm-hmm. Well, they've said it because it's me. kind of become that in a yeah. way, isn't it? Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. That was never our, our intention. No, yeah. no, no, never. But no. It, yeah, I think it probably has filled a void because mm. being at church, I was able to be like, artistic. and we both had voices, like yes. we had microphones. Yes, yes, and then yeah. I, I didn't have one for a long time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and all the same Mandy things happened. Like I'd forget words to songs on stage, and I'd just be silent and laugh. Like I was the same person. I w- That's the Mandy we know. And <laughs> yeah, love. you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I did all of that stuff on yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah. Well, can I say thank you for giving me a voice because oh. um, that's what I feel you've given me. I'm so and, glad. And, so glad. And the dads who talk to me yes. as well. But amazing. But from a personal perspective, one of the things I lost that was probably the most dear to me was my voice. Yes. Mm. Uh, I was called upon regularly to speak mm. to. Yeah. Either in a formal sense or informal, mm. and while I do cringe at the things that I did say yeah. many times, equally I felt that it was something I could do mm. and and mm. and made and a difference. Yeah, mm. you're really good and at I it. could be mm. good at it. You, you are. Know? Yep. And once I was out of any kind of church arrangement, ah. there was there were no opportunities That's to right. speak. So I did yeah. miss that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think yes. we all did. Yeah. Yeah. So we just made our own. <laughs> Not to be And then you but... <laughs> invited me to be part yeah, of it. We did, so Gary, and I'm so it's thrilled. Amazing. It's yeah. Been, yeah, I'm so thrilled. So, so we lovely. need your voice, right? We do. We need all the voices. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's been amazing, actually, having the beans. Yeah. Yeah, I really love it. Incredible. And just some different, you know, different perspectives. Yeah. yeah. It's been really, yep. really good. Well, thank you. We could do this forever <laughs> and perhaps we'll come back for part three in another time. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But we are going to do our Laugh, Cry, Make a Difference we together. Are. Gary is joining in. Yes. 
So what we thought we'd do, well, I just thought about it yesterday, mm. really. It doesn't sound like a huge planning effort, mm. <laughs> was a good our theme be around times that we cried and we laughed or we made a difference within our church yep. life? Yep. So, okay, um, who wants to go first with the you cry? Go, you go, Mandy. Um, well, I remember, uh, this is a painful Mm. that someone in our church said, um, oh, you wouldn't want to have twins in this church mm. because mm. another friend of mine had a difficult time. Very difficult. She lost a baby. Yeah. And yeah. it was just awful. Terrible thing to say. Terrible. And I remember thinking, mm. what do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? These are my pride and joy. I love them so much. And I, yeah, that was a horrific thing to say. And you can tell because it's like 15 years later or 16, mm. 17 years later and yeah. it still has the same impact today. So, and I know yeah. we all make mistakes with our words. Of course, but, me too. Oh, all the time. But, but I can never forget that. But that, she should have realised the minute it came out of her mouth. It wasn't said to me, thank goodness. Yeah, but um, still, it should have been, yeah. yeah. Well, it should never have been said. Some things just shouldn't be said. Yeah. So Anyway, I'm, I'm sharing that because. Um, mm. Well, we all learn things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just think it. That's what I said to a group of people late. <laughs> I sent a message to my friends and I said, I know you're talking about me behind your back. Could you just think it? I don't want it to get back to me. Just be like normal people <laughs> <laughs> or typical people. <laughs> anyway, and they all laughed. But What yeah. about Gary? Do you have a little cry or a mm. moment of emotion? Mm. Well, there were many times, of course, say conducting a funeral or oh, whatever. Oh, when, yes. Um, you know, I wasn't very good with boundaries often and would mm. become quite, uh, tangled up in of, the emotion. Of course, but that's how it should um, be. Yeah. I and I, yeah, I, that's true. And, mm. and it was, it, it had had to be done. Somebody was doing mm. it and I was doing it. But I would always put on this particular, this is in the days of tapes, a tape in the car on the way, away from the funeral yeah. parlor that always triggered my uh, emotions. And I'd have a good oh, howl in the car, yeah. you know, so where yes. I went to the next appointment yeah. so that yes. I could get it out. And, oh, and that became, now I can't hear that song without oh, no. it to me. But I think probably the biggest cry I ever had in my church experience was when we went through a huge split in the church. And it, this was new to me that churches could even mm. be like this. Yes. Uh, I had a, I was a once born soul in terms of churches mm. at that point. And, uh, you know, the ugliness, the brutality of people's attitudes to each other, this, mm. the selfishness, mm. the dishonesty that that was clothed in religious mm. talk mm. and, oh, we only want what's best and what God wants, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Tearing, tearing a bunch of people in half felt like mm. it was tearing my heart in part, in half. Yes. In, in, in two, I, um, I can vividly remember standing in one of the, the vestries, the side rooms after one of these brutal meetings and, uh, Tamara just standing there with her hand on my shoulder while I wept, you know. Yeah. And mm, mm. What 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 came out of that was a good thing in the sense that I did become a twice born. So I, I guess I became more realistic, yes. and I realised that churches are people and yes. people are people. Yes. Nothing changes there. Yes, true. Um, a friend of mine who's been a minister for many years says, if somebody ever comes up to him and says, "I'm I'm disillusioned, pastor." His first response is, well, really, what kind of illusion were you operating Because <laughs> <laughs> it's true, illusioned? it was an illusion. <laughs> it was yes. an illusion that yes. church is somehow different no. than any other of gathering of humans. Not. No, of course not. No. That was my, that was yeah. my cry. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Kate? Um, my, the biggest cry I had at church was when I was 15, one of the boys at our church committed suicide mm. and he had had a stutter and his family was really unfortunate. And I wouldn't say that he was teased at church, but I wouldn't say that he was mm. deeply loved. Mm. And I just remember going to that funeral and seeing his photo and just howling and thinking, what have we done? This whole community has let him down, really let him down. There are people here that should have known better. His family was tricky, you know. And his mum just couldn't, you know, stand up. And I remember people saying, like, basically, he's never going to go to heaven now oh, because he's God. killed himself. Oh, my God. And how I could reconcile that with his grief and his parent, Like, obviously, he'd been so sad. And yeah. I just cried and cried and cried. And then the next, like, so that might have been on a Wednesday, 
And then we went back to church on the Saturday and the coffin wasn't there anymore and there was a big bunch of flowers and we were singing Shout to the Lord. And I just thought, this is what, what how, this can't be right. We should still mm. be mourning this life, mm. you know. And I remember crying that, that next Saturday too and thinking, what's going on? Why? Why are we all singing? He's still dead, mm. you know. And why did we have his coffin in our church just for an hour? You know, that was <laughs> that was the extent of that celebration yes. of his life. Yes. And I, I still actually struggle with funerals at churches. I yeah. just don't think that you should have a coffin up the front of the church and then the family comes back the next week and yeah, everyone else has moved on and they haven't. Oh, gosh. I, I would... Did not allow my dad's. Yes. I said, we're yeah. having a graveside and yes. then you can have a service here, but yep. I'm not walking yeah. back in and remembering that yes. coffin up there. Yes. So, wow. you know, I know it's different for other people, but for me, I was triggered by that as a 15 year old and thought, I yes. can't do it. But yes. yeah, yeah, that was my church cry. Sorry, they're all very heavy. It's this okay. Week. Make mm. a difference for me is all the people who've stayed by my side and seen the Mandy of many mm. incantations. Mm. Mm. <laughs> The Mandy of this time, the Mandy of that time, the swearing Mandy, the crying Mandy, yeah. the Mandy who started a podcast, the yep. Mandy who wrote yep. a book, the Mandy yep. who's yep. all the things, right? So everyone who stood by me and remained my friends, mm. I'm thank you mm. and um, and my family mm. and have just loved me and come to all those appointments and all the surgeries mm. and cooked and cleaned and mm. had my back. No one can be more supported than me. Yeah, I yeah. have been incredibly supported. Mm. Mm. And um, and that's why I can do this today. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. So all of you out there that have had every Mandy's back, yeah. I thank church you. church can do that. Yes. It really can. And I really thank you all. Yeah. What about you, Gary? And you've made a difference in their lives too, Mandy. I'm yeah, quite sure. Um, look, I, I, um, there's so many over the years um, to think through. I um, was, uh, I, I was thinking of something where I felt I'd made a difference rather than mm, someone had yeah, made a we'll difference go for, it. for mm. me, if that's all right. Mm. Um, because I, I could say similar things about people who've supported me. Mm. Pump yourself up, Gary. Mm. I <laughs> Well, I remember there were, I was surprised to be asked at one point to speak about how the church should deal with divorce. Right. Because it was I was being asked on the basis that I had been divorced. Yeah. And I thought that was a lovely gesture of um, mm. grace to say, all right, well, what do you think? So mm. I was able to just, uh, I didn't say very much at all, except that um, I think I was in a culture where divorce was considered a sin yes. and divorce was considered, right. you know, you were somehow lesser and if you remarried, mm. oh, my God, no, you know, you're, you're not married in the eyes of God. going yep. to go to hell yeah, forever, yeah. all that yep. stuff. Yep. So divorce became this um, one of the many things that you cannot do or be. And um, having been through it and I was still in ministry and I'd been allowed to continue in ministry mm. was a great act of grace to me. Mm. That At mm. that time, that was life-saving to mm. me. Mm. And... Um, I just said, you know, if you see if you see the world as you know legally through mm. law, um, God's law, mm. you will inevitably try to solve anybody's problems with a legal solution. You know, mm. you'll try to work out. You'll talk about forgiveness. You'll talk about evidence, and you'll talk mm. about who to blame, and you'll talk mm. about compensation, etc. But if you see mm. the world as a beating heart, and you um, see the world as flesh that can be torn and harmed, you will, you'll see the world as a place for through healing eyes. You'll look for healing mm. solutions. You'll look for things that bind up wounds. Anyway, so I did all of that. And then I was in the sh in a shop a couple of weeks later and this, this uh, lady who was serving, she said, oh, you don't know me. I have to tell you, um, you know, I have never felt... Um, that I was appreciated or understood until you said all of those things. Uh, and, and, yeah, that's you know, that happens, that happened to me years later. Yes. With lots yes. of people who would say to me things that I'd forgotten I even said. Yes. And they, they would say that one thing you said changed everything for me. And I mm. thought, yeah, okay. I feel um, grateful that I can be mm. given a chance and sometimes say something right. Of course. Or I said some things very unright of course. as well. We all anyway. have, of course. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Gary. Um, yeah, and for me, I think 
even though people may think I'm slightly disorganised, I learnt a lot of organisational skills at a really young age. Yes. Like at 19, I was running children's divisions and um, coordinating youth groups and ringing people to join committees. And I look at my Mm. own children and think, what? Yes. You were a child. Yes. But actually... I ended up having kids early and it yes. stood me in good stead to cope with my life. Yeah. So I, I think it made a huge, huge difference. And I think, as I sort of said before, it has allowed me to be who I am and stand up when things in my life are different. And so I have had a completely different parenting journey than I thought I would have. But I think the backbone of growing up being different mm. has allowed me mm. to be different yes, and be I think okay. So, too. Yes. so mm. in a weird way, yeah. it's sort of worked out. Mm. Yeah. 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 And to stand up for what you believe in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. you're not going to talk about my children like that. Yeah. And we're not going to have a school that's like that. And yeah. Yeah. I've. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. What about laughing Mandy Hose? Okay, so I've got a few of these. <laughs> How many she <laughs> got? <laughs> Buckle in, people. Okay. Well, this one I think is funny. But when I was in year 12, we did health and human development. Yep. And my friend Rebecca yep. said, why don't we count how many periods we've had? <laughs> so we all counted how many periods we'd had. And then I was an early adopter to yep. getting my period. And so <laughs> I think I was about 18 or 19. And so I had a hundredth period party. Yep. Yep. Right. Sorry, Gary, this is a bit much. <laughs> but I was before my time. You were. Mum and Dad went away. I put up red balloons. <laughs> I had cocktail frankfurts, red drinks, invited all my girlfriends over and said we're going to celebrate being a, a girl. A woman, yeah, it's incredible. And being a woman. Like yeah. I, that was in 1995. Yeah, yeah. Who did? Who taught me to do that? I, I do not know. know. Anyway, yeah. so can you imagine when the church got a hold of that? <laughs> Oh, so no. I, <laughs> apparently there was meetings about whether I should be a youth group leader. You're kidding. <laughs> of course there was. Of course there was. Yeah. Anyway, wonderful people stood up for me. Thank you. They know who they are. And I was at the time mentoring a girl before she was getting baptised. So I was doing all the, I mean, who would choose me? Uh, I don't even know anything. I'm, I can't remember anything in the did. Bible, yeah. you know. Yeah. So anyway, I, I rang her to organise when and we were going to meet up and her dad answered the phone and he said, he said, I'll go and get her. And he called out her name. I've told you 100 times that Mandy's on the phone <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget it because I was like, imagine all those parents talking about me. Oh, yeah. And ha- imagine the parent, you were the mentor for their I was child. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, is- In the same vein, I, when I was worship leading, I did email the senior minister and I said, every time I'm on the roster, I'm premenstrual. <laughs> Can and we so change it? You need to change it because I am crying. I am tired i get yeah. migraines and so every time i'm on the roster you're getting <laughs> you that mandy back and so if, you wanna, is- if you wanted the best mandy maybe two weeks later yeah <laughs> what was his response just, i don't even think he replied i think it just got changed <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> he had lots of daughters so i felt fine about that uh, but can you imagine oh, i mean no. i was a hoot yes well you were the little bit of refreshment they needed But it was true. I was like, I can't do this at this stage every month. (laughs) I have to tell you. So there you go, people. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Gary? I'm just trying to think if I'd got that letter as you (laughs) I reckon you would have read it to your wife. Listen to this. Well, it, it just seems to me, okay, sure, she, she wants to be on the different fort. No, let's yeah, do that. Yeah, I get yeah. it. She's, yeah, periods, whatever, women have them. Um, interesting. Um, I, think I, oh, I think I was quite um, before my time. Oh, yeah. I think I yeah. was trying to say. Especially when you get migraines in you. Yeah, oh, I can't terrible. do this. Yeah. Oh, no, of course. Yeah. Uh, mm. but it's, and to me, it just seems like it's Logical. obvious. But. <laughs> Um, I can see the funny side of it. I especially yeah. like the parties. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. That was good. <laughs> Start them, yeah. people. Look, Let's have yeah. a chain. Yeah. So many laughs over the years, but a lot of them are in jokes. Yes. You know, you kind of had to be there I sort know. of jokes and, yeah. and things that happened. But mm. um, this is was the most recent was just when, uh, and I think I told you this when you were interviewing me last year for my episode, mm. um, I Christopher and, well, my kids had never really seen me on the platform in a church yeah. preaching. They'd never seen that part of yeah. my life. Uh, uh. And um 
and we hadn't talked about it much, but just wasn't part of the, mm. the landscape. Anyway, so my sister, um, my younger sister died about four years ago and I was doing the uh, tribute for the for her at the service, mm. and we were all there at that same church where I had been, and mm. uh, I was I was able to just do that for her, dressed in a suit, you know, the whole bit. Mm. Yeah. And um, I, I went uh, after the service. Uh, I went up to Christopher, and he said, "You know, Dad, I can just see you up there making religion look good." <laughs> That's how he summed up 30 years of my career, <laughs> my life, standing up on a platform, making religion look, look good. good. Yeah. Thank you. It was lovely. It was oh, a great comment. What oh, a comment. What a comment. Oh, oh, brilliant. Yeah, I have a lot of laughs from being at church too. I mean, the, some of the funniest moments of my life happened at church. Yep. Um, but I think now looking back, the thing that I think was really funny was we had so the Seventh Day Adventist Church used to have big conventions. We called them Big Camp. Yes, yeah. And we had them in January every year in um, just near here, in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. And it's so weird. I'm sorry for friends that are listening, but massive, big, huge tents. Oh yeah. And then everyone camps in a tent in suburbia. Yeah. Right. They've got like 20 acres in the middle of all houses. It's normal, Kate. <laughs> it's just so weird. And it's we're, all, to us. we're all cooking our food. Yeah. In, what are we doing? Anyway, and you go to meetings every day for yeah. a week. It'd be like Friday to Saturday, like, you know. Anyway, mm. so we were at big camp and I was just chatting to my friend next to me. I loved it because mum didn't come to my church. Right. She went to the older people's church got and we it. went to the youth church. Yep. And chatting, 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 we're having a really big chat and my boyfriend was actually sitting behind me with his friends. And all of a sudden I just realised there was a real mood around me and that people were standing up, but I'd, we'd missed the question. Uh-oh. So obviously someone had been like, stand up if you want to give your heart to Jesus or, you know. Anyway, so my, my friend, she just stood up and I was like, I'm not standing up if I don't know. What if I'm offering to go on a mission trip or something, you know? Yeah. And then my boyfriend just like Uganda. poked me in. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I could be going to Uganda. <laughs> Bring your toothbrush. Book of Mormon yeah. reference. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, my boyfriend like pushed me in the back. He's like, stand up, stand up. And I was like, why? And he goes, they're asking who wants to be a virgin when they get married. Oh! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was just looking at me, <gasps> just brazenly sitting there. Not me. <laughs> and at 15, big deal. Oh, my gosh, what a question. <laughs> what a question. Oh. As if anyone's going to sit stand except up, Kate, who's up. not even listening. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so now oh. I'm just like, oh, oh that's gold. So funny. I know, but if you don't grow up the church, you don't have all these funny stories. No, Jeepers. No. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Was, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Gary, for your voice you in for, this. Yes. Thank you. People have thank asked you for, for a long me. time. Yeah. And we're going to do a snap pee with everybody's speak pipes and emails yes, because we, are. we did ask you to do that. Yep, and so that is coming. It is. It was just a little bit tricky to put it in with all of this. So, yeah, Tech, that will come out right? in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, we and would definitely do that. Yeah. If you are deconstructing, Tom Tilly's just written a really good book that I've nearly finished and it's called Speaking in Tongues. Yes. And he's from Triple J. He is now just doing other media. He has podcasts himself, but he talks about his dad was in a very uh, fundamentalist yes. uh, Pentecostal religion and he grew up being different and his story of deconstruction is incredible. It's yeah. a really good book. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. yeah. Get on to it. So we will let you go. Thank you very much. Thank you. Back to regular programming. Back to next regular week. P week <laughs> next week, Thanks we promise. Everyone. See you. Bye. Bye for now.